17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And I think, Cordell, we might have a groundbreaking episode today. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure people want to know why. And I say that because Cordell brought this to my attention that, that this might be an episode in which we do not talk about Lamar Jackson. It's <laughs> I think we're breaking one, the streak here. It's historic. <laughs> it's historic. At least no segment named after Lamar Jackson. Exactly. You know, it's, it's no Lamar Jackson-centric segment. I, I could get with that. Absolutely. So uh, at, at this point, no news is good news as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but there are some other news that needs to be addressed. The first one is Darius Slay, who went on to his podcast. Uh, I guess it's called The Big Slay, which everybody has a podcast now. So, I, okay. you know, it's hard to keep up with all the players podcasts. Um, but on his Big Slay podcast, he talks about how he almost switched birds from Philly to Baltimore. Here's what he had to say. I was almost this close. A Baltimore Raven. I was this close. This close. But, you know, I wanted to be Eagle. I stayed an Eagle because I know me and Howard going to figure something out. But the Baltimore Ravens was the first team that called and they, they offered just what I wanted. And I just said, hey, the Eagles do that. I'm gonna stay an eagle. So it was, it was nice. Now, man, I almost, almost was a raven. I was almost a different bird. So Slay Cordell tells everyone on his podcast that he was almost a raven, and that Eric DaCosta and company reached out to him as soon as the, the news went out that he was potentially um, going to be cut by the Eagles. And then somehow the Eagles tried to find a way and did eventually find a way to keep their guy up 95 North in Philly. Now, I I want to be clear about something because people have brought this to my attention because I have mentioned um, how I feel like Marlon Humphrey doesn't get a lot of respect and how people were saying that Darius Slay is better. I don't believe that Darius Slay is better. So when, when this came out about Slay um, potentially being a Raven, there were people like, what would have happened had he became a Raven? I never said that I didn't think he was a good player. I never said I didn't like Darius Slay. I want to be clear about that. Mm-hmm. I think that Darius Slay, as of right now, would have been a complete upgrade um, over – Marcus Peters of what we see to based on what we've seen from Marcus Peters in right. 2022 because we know he was fighting an injury now I don't know if this is who Marcus Peters is at this point or if he just needed some more time um, to rehab but what we saw from him there was a lot of bad moments um, a lot of mishaps and I do think that Darius Slay is a, is a huge upside uh, in that regard I don't think that he's better than Marlon Humphrey and that was what I was saying because there was too many lists out here that had Darius Slay over Marlon Humphrey and I argued it uh, that being said I would have loved to have Darius Slay as a Raven I would have welcomed him with all the open arms because again I never said I didn't like him I simply said that there's another guy who was getting disrespected that is better than him but that would have really been a great 
one-two punch and actually would have made this secondary to me, which is already good, three-fourths of the way, a complete secondary and very hard to deal with, uh, you know, in opposing offenses. Oh, Rita, they have the best secondary in the league. I mean, Easily. It, it will it remind me uh, a little in terms of at least the corner duo. It will remind me of what it was when Marcus Peters first got to Baltimore. Um, because you got a Marcus Peters that was still, I would say, still kind of in his prime, maybe the back end of his prime, but still a guy that was a turnover machine, still a guy that, you know, you don't want to throw the ball his way. Um, so getting a guy like Darius Slay, who's always been one of my favorite corners, I, I got to say that the, the Lions have a way of getting talent and people, I think, don't really know how good the players are that have played yeah. for the Lions in the past yep. because it's a losing franchise and we haven't seen them play in the playoffs. But they've had a lot of like individual players, a lot of talented guys play in Detroit. And Darius yep. Slade has, has been one of those guys. Is he better than Marlon Humphrey? To be honestly, I look at them as two totally different corners. I think they do two totally different things, two totally different styles. Um, Marlon, I think, is a better coverage guy. I think definitely the more physical guy out of the two, no question. I think Darius Slay is probably better at getting the ball, I think, in terms of get, actually forcing the turnovers through interceptions. Uh, I think he's better at that. But Marlon's got the fruit punch to kind of go along yes. with his ability as well. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like these are two, I think, legit corners in the league no question two top 10 corners uh in my opinion um and if the Ravens were to have that I mean you're right you mix that with the safety uh that they have in Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton going back there you you would really look at this Ravens secondary as one that that's to be feared and that's in conjunction with what they already have in front of them, the linebackers with Roquan and Patrick Queen and the D-line. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. So, yeah, you know, it, it sucks that that didn't end up happening. Um, that would have been great. But you you hear Darius Slay say the Ravens offered him exactly what he was looking for, and the, and the Eagles came and matched it. And the deal he got was a three-year, $42 million deal, uh, he got a guaranteed at signing was twenty four point five million. Um, so and and it was, like I said, it was a three year deal. His base salary is extremely low. Most of it is through. I'm looking at it through Spot Track right now. Most of his money is coming through the signing bonus each year. Yes. But he's, the highest he's paid on terms of base salary doesn't come until twenty twenty five, and that's only one point two million dollars. So I mean, it's a it's a definitely a friendly deal. Um, but if, you know, we've seen it in the past, players on the offensive side of the ball. I remember Juju did it, what, two years ago with Pittsburgh. You know, the Ravens were offering him something, and, it's still, and he basically went back to Pittsburgh really for, like, less money just to it stay, was. you know, uh, to, to, to stay where he's comfortable at. So Darius yep. Lee just went to a Super Bowl. I totally understand it for sure. Um, but, I mean, he would have been leaving one really good defense and I think going to another had that actually happened. Yeah, I, I I mean, obviously we know that Philly has a great defense. Um, and so in that regard, it, it would have been an easy transition, I think. Obviously, you know, they play differently. They have two different off 
uh, defensive coordinator. So um, there's going to be some strategy that's different. But overall, going from one dominant defense to another is helpful, right, as opposed to going somewhere mm -hmm. that's struggling and, and that's really going to need you to elevate because, honestly, he would have been playing with three really good players um, and Marcus Williams – and Kyle Hamilton in addition to Marlon Humphrey. So uh, it's really disappointing because the Ravens have a glaring need at cornerback. And to know that they, you know, put out an offer that he absolutely was about to take. And then Philly comes in and matches the deal because, you know, it's easier to stay where you are already, especially if you have a rapport with the team and a rapport with the coordinator. It makes more sense to stay if it's the same contract. But the Ravens really now still have a, a, a void that they have to fill. And, you know, they brought in some people to host in terms of trying to sign in free agency. Nothing has happened yet. And look, there's still cornerbacks out there, Cordell. I mean, it's not like that they're completely out of cornerbacks on the market. But obviously, the guys that are, no, that are not on the market now were the best one. So the ones that's on the market now are like, and for lack of a better term, B, C, D listeners yeah, I mean, at this it's point. It's not really filling your. It's not really filling your need. Darius Slay would have filled your need, you know. And then some. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you know that the Ravens really love secondary help. That yeah. is something that they pride themselves on. They believe in defending the pass. Um, in a league that passing is very important. So you know the guys that's out there now are not necessarily guys that they would love to have, but. It's also a situation where it, it's something that they need to have. Um, so it, it it really sucks. I hate these stories too, Cordell. I hate the what if stories. Honestly, yeah. I really wish you could have just kept it to yourself. Because <laughs> now we have to deal with the, the aftermath of, wow, what if we had Darius Slay yeah. with the rest of those guys? And, and, and you have to go into the season and if you struggle at the opposite side um, on the cornerback position on the field that's all you're going to think about well Darius Slay was almost a raven just keep it to yourself I don't need that type of energy in my life quite frankly <laughs> and honestly I mean I, you you got to wonder what are all the things that went into his decision making to go back a lot of the things that we named but I mean it's I, I don't think it's out of the question to and I, I I am doing it I'm 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 the one bringing him up but Lamar you you look at it he's got to <laughs> hurt yeah he knows hurts is going to be there you know yeah. what I'm saying? the quarterback that just was in the MVP running the quarterback that just led him to the Super Bowl you know he knows he's going to be there this year he he doesn't know if Lamar Jackson's going to be there now I, I think if if it was a situation where it's like oh yeah without a doubt Lamar Jackson is there. He's showing up to everything. There's no drama. Lamar's, it may be a different discussion. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But I mean, when you're a free agent, you do have to take in everything that's going on uh, into consideration. And that's probably a going to, I mean, we've heard Marlon say it in the past. That's what everybody with every pen and free agent asked him about at the pro bowl. What's going on with Lamar. Every free agent is going to want to know that. And I, and I wouldn't put it past Darius Slade that kind of at least popping up in the back of his mind. Yeah, I do think that it is a both sides thing, too. You know, obviously it's more important for a wide receiver or a skilled player on offense to know that information. But defense, I do think it's – you. look, are we going to be good or not? And, right. <laughs> you know, regardless, I I, I think that if let, – let's say Tyler Huntley returns as a Raven. I don't think that the Ravens will be bad. I don't – let me be clear on that. I think that they have enough talent to compete 
um, in the National Football League, even with the limitations that Huntley has. But obviously, Lamar Jackson is a different dynamic and a different type of player that you would love to have over a Tyler Huntley. And I think that, you know, even as a defensive back, that's something that you'd be interested in and knowing if that guy is going to be there or not. So I do think that that's a fair assessment.